0: Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Joshua and Anna Gresham. We are so thankful that you've tuned in this morning, this afternoon, this evening.
1: Yeah, hope you're having a great day.
0: Anytime. I always think about it. It's morning for us right now, but in my head, I'm thinking, that's right, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning for you. It could be 2 in the afternoon. You can listen all sorts of different ways, because I said view, obviously on YouTube, or tuned in, I said tuned in. YouTube, you view us. We're on YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.
1: I've never been on Pandora.
0: Pandora's in your dentist office. So maybe you're listening right now while your tooth is getting drilled upon.
1: That's the worst.
0: It is. So let's let's, let's paint shift. a new picture. Paint
1: a new picture. All right. So please. what are you thankful for? Uh personally, me?
0: Yeah, something you're thankful for.
1: I love springtime in North Carolina. Uh, it is, it's beautiful. The mosquitoes aren't out yet. Uh, we know that I... Do you like spring more than fall? Okay, fall was my most favorite season, but springtime is like, it's right there. It's lovely in North Carolina. It's, it's like getting super green and... I love the green aspect, yes. that's for sure. And the weather's nice. It's you, just pretty. Right. I love hearing all of the birds where we live. It's like... We live in a bird sanctuary. Oh, it's,
0: it's awful! <laughs> oh my lord! I it's love awful.
1: them. I love them. So anyway, I'm super. I like when the every seasons year, change. Every year, every
0: year we have a woodpecker. Oh, every year, yeah. I don't. I, I need to know more about the migration, you know, whatever of a woodpecker because it's got to be the same stupid woodpecker. It comes to our house every year and. And knocks on the side of our siding of our house. It attaches. You hear it. In the morning time. In the morning, right beside our bedroom. And then flies to our other neighbor's house and does the exact same thing. I caught it one day doing it. So... I wanna
1: I like when the seasons change I and I it. really enjoy. I'm thankful for spring.
0: You know what I'm thankful for?
1: Thankful for sunshine.
0: I'm thankful I'm not in the dentist's office getting my tooth drilled. That's all I can keep thinking about
1: now. Oh geez. <laughs> okay, what are you really thankful for? I want to hear it.
0: Oh man, there's so many things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my children. I'm so thankful um, that they're smart, they're intelligent, they've got unique personalities about them that I just I like watching. I love watching them. Last night, we had a soccer game, and I don't think any of my children have ever cried after losing. Cohen's been mad before, but not crying. And last night, Carly cried. And I re- and she went right into my arms and just, tuck- she, you know, pushed her face into my belly. Mm. And she was like, Dad, and I go, you want some ice cream? She goes, I just wanted to win.
1: <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> yes.
0: And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> So it was, it was special. It was special. I was thankful for moments like that.
1: That's good. So, yeah, wow. It was fun. Thankfulness. That's yeah. a good way to begin our day.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get into our topic today.
1: All Go. right, you guys. We're going to talk about not giving up today. And we're really going to hone in um, going from apathy to empathy. You know, the words, they both sound so familiar, and yet they couldn't be more opposite in their definitions. Uh, why are we talking about this today? This is something personal. This is very personal to me, where I recognized that whenever I'm going through a challenging situation in my life, that so easily I can get to a place of living apathetic, um, which means I have a lack of interest, a lack of enthusiasm or concern essentially without feeling, you, you just don't care anymore. You want to give up. It's that fight or flight, right? That when you're coming up against something, I've recognized with my personality that I just want to say, that's it. I quit. I'm done. We've talked about this. I've told you, I feel like that you're a, you're a, a runner that you go run to do something.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna fill the void with something else.
1: You're gonna fill the void with something else, and I'm going to check out. (laughs) So, check out. Explain that. Okay, a way that I would check out would be I would park. I like to read. I'm an avid reader. Rather than dealing with the situation, I'm going to get on my Kindle. And I am going to read until my mind is numb and not care any longer. <laughs> that sounds
0: awful for I know, me. I,
1: well, oh, for you? Okay. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: What does it look like for you? Woodworking.
0: If, some type of a hobby, an athletic thing. I would want to go do something. I want my physicality to go over top of my mentality.
1: <laughs> but still, you'll brush away what it is you want to deal with.
0: Yeah, by, yeah, by yeah. soaking into yeah. those things. Yeah, so I'll keep myself busy.
1: Not giving up. So some of you are like, oh, I don't give up. I go do this, that, or that. Okay, but are you dealing with the situation at hand or are you operating from that place of apathy where you've lost interest, you've lost enthusiasm? You no longer care what happens to, um, to something that you've sown so much into. Mm-hmm because how how quickly can that take place here you've it's been blood sweat and tears but then you've come up against a wall and you think oh my gosh I just can't even care anymore and it's hard yeah so this is going from that to then that place of empathy and we're really going to walk through what that looks like in our lives today of God creating a desire in you to do his work and i think my foundational scripture for this is Philippians 2.13. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It's really ministered to me. So if, if this is you, if you go, I've, I've really been battling this um, in your job, maybe even in your marriage, you've gone up against something and you've just lost enthusiasm towards your spouse of caring, of, of really being concerned about them and your parenting. Um, I mean, I don't know, wherever it is you're at today, Philippians 2.13 says it's not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. It is God who wants to come in and take you from that place of apathy to then a place of empathy. Where you truly care about what he cares about, that you have an, an energy to do what he's called you to do.
0: Yeah, supernatural strength for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm a part of a, um, a a group of pastors Zoom call. We call it the Brotherhood, and and we're led by a few pastors there that really are tr- are challenging us to sharpen one another and, and all that. And so one of the he had Pastor Josh Roberts of out of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, he was asking these questions on a call that I was on recently, and he said, um, "What reason, or sorry, what areas in life are you coasting in? Mm. To list that out, like what are you just coasting in? Like you're not really challenging yourself. You're not, and you know you should in those areas. <clears throat> whether it's, you know, your marriage, whether it's your ministry, whether it's your work." Your, your children, what are you just coasting in where you're not giving the attention that it's needed and you're just kind of like, ah, I don't really want to do these things and you're, you're avoiding it. So like list those down and then start attacking them. Then another question that was asked was, when was the last time that you set a faith goal? And that's huge. You begin to pray about it. You begin to pray what is God wanting me to do? This vision, this mission at hand, and and when you begin to pray, you begin to have ownership in those things, and that faith is important. And then the next question that was asked was, um, you know, when was the last time that you challenged not only yourself but the people around you? Yeah. Challenging yourself, hey, let's 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 now. There's an action step goal. There's a faith goal that you have, but now there's an action step goal. And I thought those were three yeah. great questions to ask, especially involving, you know, involving this particular topic of apathy to empathy. It's important. We write these things down, talk about them, set them, uh, be aggressive towards them and not just be laxy, laxy daisy.
1: Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. What So the first question, uh, let's answer it. What's something, ask it again. Let's answer it. What
0: areas in life are you coasting in?
1: Areas of life are you coasting in? Uh, I think an area that I have been coasting in is I. It, it'll probably tie in with my with the second question of what you're believing God for. I am believing God to uh, to be a finisher in some things that He has given me, mm-hmm. and I've yet to really just sit down. I'm coasting with it. I'll, I'll do a little bit here, a little bit there, but I feel like I've lost some enthusiasm towards it because it's been hard and, um, I'm not applying myself like I should with a God given dream that God's given me. Yeah. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that would tie in to, all right, God, I'm believing you. I'm trusting in you. Lord, I mean, help me with this
0: sure god's placed something in you an excitement but then you're not acting upon it yeah out of fear out of maybe a, a sense of um, man just the, uh gosh i'm trying to think of a, the perfect word for this but it's out of fear ultimately it's out it's of fear it's ultimately
1: 100% out of fear that <laughs> but
0: you 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 begin to question your abilities of it and God's gonna come in supernaturally and take care of the grace, those those, the, the in between parts. He's gonna yeah. see you through from point A to point B. Yeah, uh, those he is. those missing points that you you know you're gonna overlook or not do.
1: And I think our part in this today, even with this podcast, is to encourage you. I've I've been studying Deborah in uh, Judges chapter four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God raised Deborah up as a judge. Um, she was a prophetess to be a deliverer um, for his people. And here they've been in just, I mean, just bondage for 20 years at that time. They were in this constant sin cycle we see in the book of Judges. And thankfully we have such a merciful God who continually wanted to deliver them out of that. And then they'd get in sin and would bring on judgment. I feel like it is that continual cycle of when we can find ourselves, uh, just not caring to mm-hmm. then crying out to god and saying god i need your help so here god sends deborah but what i want to get to is you have Barak, and here he is god had given him a word okay uh that he was going to be a part of this deliverance and what does uh, deborah do she says to him she called for him this is in judges chapter 4 verse 6 she sent and called for Barak, and uh, and he, she said, "Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? Go and deploy troops." And you know, and she goes in to say, "And you got to get ten thousand men." And then in verse seven, she begins to tell him what this looks like that God will deliver this into, into that God will deliver him into your hand. Barak says, "All right, if you'll go with me, I'll go. But if you will not go with me, I'll not go." Like he still he she's confirming the word that God already gave him mm-hmm. that God woke her up to this of like, hey, I need you to go encourage someone that's been in a place of apathy to confirm a word in them that they can do this. And then even he's like, all right, I still need some help. Will you go with me? Maybe right now you've been in that place and you're like, I just need some encouragement that I can do this, that I don't need to give up. You know, we're here to say God's with you. That word that he's placed in your heart that purpose he's placed in your life, that call that he's placed upon you, the gifts that he's given you, he wants to see it be fulfilled. And what's really cool about this is Brack realized, I, I need some help. Will you come with me? If you have someone that can come alongside of you, ask for help. Yeah. Don't live in that place of apathy all alone. Reach out and ask someone for help and know that you're not alone.
0: Right. That's good. Yeah, for me to answer that question, what are areas in the life that I'm coasting in, I had put, I was tolerating behaviors in my life, not only personally, but also just in, around me, behaviors that could cause, you know, we just did a, a, a podcast on resentment, but cause offense because it's like, hey, I don't really particularly care for the way you talk to me or that, not not you, <laughs> you're wonderful. Um, except I you gotta stop talking to me while you're sleeping at nighttime. Right? Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> you guys, I talk through the night when I sleep. I can't help it. She's an
0: aggressive talker. I'm right, an aggressive anyway. sleeper. Back to behavior.
1: Do you feel like those behaviors though would cause you want to want to give up or to then you'll find yourself in that place of apathy where you're like, I can't even care anymore?
0: Well, yeah, because it's like I don't want to be here because that's what I'm going to experience. Yeah. So you tolerate behaviors that need to be addressed to say, hey. Would you mind to talk talk to me about these circumstances in this way? Uh, it's hard for me to receive sometimes. Or the behaviors of my children. You tolerate behaviors of your children that that you don't realize, but this is an avalanche, that you need to nip it right now in order so that it doesn't become a larger moment.
1: And then you may reach that point where you're so overwhelmed as a parent that you've stopped caring. You've stopped disciplining. You've you've stopped you know stepping in and tolerate. taking care. Yeah, you just tolerate what's taking place, Whoa. and that's what we're that's what we're talking about. God is the one; it's not in your strength. I think where I go back to this, Barack, like he recognized. Okay, I'm Deborah's wake up call for the people of God was Barack's wake up call for the people of God. And when you read about the story, that's really cool. Is um, they were up against 900 chariots of iron. Okay, and God told them to take their swords and to take them down to a plane like naturally that naturally looking what God may be calling you to do to get out of this place of apathy. You might think "Mm, this is not enough. And God says, oh, no, I'm enough. I'm more than enough. And it could simply just recognizing, you know, I need to wake up maybe a little earlier in the morning and begin to cast my cares on the Lord you're taking... You know, when I read this, I thought, that sword for me represents the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. That have you gotten to that place because you are not casting your cares on the Lord? Yeah. Have you gotten to that place because you've stopped asking for help? You need to reach out. Maybe you need someone to just come alongside of you and encourage you. That's huge. Yeah. That's everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, And when we see what that looks like... So, I, so that was me. I realized... All right, Anna, you're caring you're overwhelmed and you're so overwhelmed you've stopped caring. You do you have too many cares on you that you've stopped caring for others? Uh, and that would take you to First Peter chapter five, verse seven. I'm getting there. Are you gonna patiently wait for me to get there?
0: <laughs> well, there wasn't a cue for me really, but I but I can, yes, I can do whatever you'd like for me to do.
1: All right. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you, but he doesn't stop there. He says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You've got to make a decision today that you're not devourable. So how do we do that? He says that we resist him Hmm. steadfast in the faith. And this is key knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You're not alone in this. I feel like apathy will often make you feel alone oh yes
0: separation only I am going through these things yeah. and then you no really one else understands yeah yeah
1: yeah it is you become indifferent um maybe you're dealing with just lethargy you could be dealing you're insensitive to the situation now yeah and because of that you just you feel like you're on a lonely island
0: it's self-debilitating we talk about yeah. this often these emotions that we fall trapped uh, and, and we fall into a trap with, it creates um, a, a straitjacket and we become somewhat crazy again in our heads of like, I, c- I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm just so overwhelmed with the thought, the process of moving forward that I can't. And then you just continue to regress and regress and it can, it can kill you and it overwhelms you. And then there is no, in answering the second question is when was the last time you set a faith goal? You can't even fathom the thought of setting a faith goal. Right. You can't even fathom the thought of opening your mouth to pray and to say, let's pray this out. Let's pray and you know, start this faith march, this faith walk. And that's tough. Those things can just stop you in your path.
1: So I would say for me personally, the first thing is really casting that care. You cry out to God. Yep. In Judges 4, it says that the people cried out to God. When they cried out to God, Deborah was able to step in and use the gift from God to encourage them and to help remind them what he had told them to do. Yeah. Cry out to God today. God, I need your help. Lord, I don't want to do anything in life. <laughs> you know, what do you want me to do? And God hears that cry. Yeah. He hears that prayer. And uh, and then you can begin to write down, all right, what am I coasting with? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's a goal in my life that's, you know, God-given?
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's actually refreshing. If you are able to flip the switch and begin to write down faith goals, it becomes refreshing because you begin, it's like rejuvenating. You start writing down, yeah. ah, I can't wait to do this. And God, yeah, Lord, help me with that. And... And maybe just write down two or three. I wouldn't be writing down like a dozen, but two or three where you say, all right, Lord, in that prayer, God, give me first steps. Give me first steps. Lord, show me the path of where I need to go to accomplish these. And Lord, I just, I lean on you. Obviously, I always lean on James chapter one, that when you are going through some troubles and tribulations, it's like count it all joy that you get to come to the Father and ask for him to give you strength and wisdom and whatever you need because he's going to come in and help you. So with these faith goals, man, one of the things I do in the natural, I'll walk it out. I will walk it out. So there's a particular area in our church building that um, I'm dreaming with and the vision of it. And I haven't yet to do this because I've been writing down my faith goals and doing some research and different things, but uh, I'm going to start the process of walking it, walking the space and praying and being rejuvenated with the, the seeing it. I, I, as I'm visualizing what's happening in the space, uh, I begin to just... I get excited about it, and I begin to realize that not by my strength, only by His, that it's going to be accomplished. And it, it just helps you. And eventually, as you're walking these faith steps of prayer and and actions, then God will st- to supernaturally get in here and start challenging you. Yeah. The next question is, when was the last time you're challenged? Uh, and it's like, all right, God's. I feel the challenge. I know what I need to do, and you'll take that bite out, that small bite, and then it's like, boom, I'm, I'm in it.
1: So I feel like the reminder out of all of this is, and not giving up, is that God wants to use you. God is all the while at work in you. Yep. He wants to use us.
0: And he says all things are possible in him.
1: And the, the whole reason that the enemy wants us to live in that place of apathy is so that we won't operate from a position of empathy in Christ Jesus. Jesus was full of compassion and he wanted to see God's kingdom grow. He wants to keep you stuck in that place of just not caring. And uh and it's a scary place to be in because then you find yourself where you're you're not being used by God and and you don't and you you feel unvaluable. invaluable, unvaluable.
0: I'm not an English. Measure. Oh man, it doesn't matter. Did they Either understand way. what you're saying? Way. Yes.
1: First Peter five, continuing this after you resist the devil and you're steadfast in the faith. It's he says, but may the God of all grace, who's called us to His eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, the God of all grace has He has called you to His eternal glory by Christ. He said, after you've suffered a while, meaning we're going to go through some things, we go through hard seasons. He says that He will perfect, establish. Strengthen and settle you. That's huge. Yeah. And he says, To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What is empathy? Empathy is the ability to sense or share feelings. Empathy shows compassion. Empathy encourages. Empathy supports. Empathy has interest in what's going on that you actually care, you're sensitive, you're warm that you're full of passion for what God is doing in the church today. Yeah, That you rise up and you go, oh, God, you want to use me. In the song of Deborah, I absolutely love this scripture because I feel like this is so many of us right now where we're like, oh, my gosh, God, I need this. And it's in verse 12. It says of Judges chapter 5. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake. Sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinom. That we've got to wake up in Christ Jesus, that we've got to arise and realize, God, you I can't quit because, God, you have something so beautiful for me to do to encourage someone, to be full of passion, to care. A God-sized dream. Yeah. A God-sized goal. Yeah. That we're believing God big. And that God's doing it for his glory, not because of how great or awesome we are. That's where we miss it. We get so inward focused, right, where it's all about us, that we've stopped looking at Jesus, and we've stopped looking from the place of the cross.
0: Yeah. I wrote this down, The the areas we lack in cast shadows on the good areas of our lives. We can cause lack in our areas uh, to cast such a great shadow. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you start, you, you again, you get in the head game where you're like, how am I going to do this? And you begin to think you're alone. God will help you. God will bring that that someone beside you. The Timothys, the Onus of Forests, all of these.
1: The Deborahs, yes. right? Someone to come and encourage you. Right. To help you say, hey, remember the word God gave you? Do it. Yes. He, he's going to help you. This is what he's yeah. called you to do. Yeah, You don't have to live in that shadow. I really like that vision. Say that again. I like that picture.
0: The areas we lack in cast shadows on the good areas of our lives. And you need to focus on the good yeah. of what God's got. You may have an area of lack, but that's okay. God will supernaturally take care of it. He's going to help you. The apathy to empathy of... Because you what happens is in those areas of lack, you begin to you set yourself into apathy of just... Like, ugh, you know, I'm just focused.
1: Wasn't it, Elijah, that after the fire fell down from heaven on oh, the prophets of yeah. that then he ran to he's the cave because Jezebel wanted to kill him? He's, yeah, he's, yeah. So he was looking at what he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Man, I've thought of that often. Anna, get out of the cave. And hear God, in the still small voice, he says, hey, I want you to go back to where you came from. And he told him of all the people that we're believing God that we're there waiting for him. That there was an Elisha waiting for him. And here Elijah sees sometimes apathy happens after we've seen one of the greatest miracles or things. We've gone through a battle, and then you're battle weary, and Satan comes up and throws a lie or tries to tell you what you don't have. And you just want to, you just want to quit. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to Elijah. And God's saying, Hey, I'm here. Get out of the cave.
0: Yeah, go back, there
1: are people here for you, you have an Elisha waiting, God loves you, and that he always has a plan of healing, of wholeness and restoration, yep. that we, we don't have to live in that place of apathy, that we can go and operate from a place of empathy towards others and really be used from God. I've had to set some healthy boundaries when these feelings come up of, uh, goodness, I fasted reading for an entire, okay. Fasting is, is food. Let me, I don't, I'm going to take that word fasting back. Um, biblical fasting we see, you know, and maybe God's calling you to fast right now. That's a whole different scenario, but, but if he is, maybe they just pricked your heart about it. I knew I needed to lay down my Kindle for a year and begin to break destructive cycles of when these feelings would come up that I would just want to run to. And uh, that might sound extreme for you, but it's what I knew in my heart because I knew, oh my gosh, when things get hard, I just want to check out. And then I'm not productive in what God's asking me to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's God asking you to lay down right now? Where's he asking you to go? Who's he asking you to go to? You know, what does that look like? Right in order for you to begin to say, that's right, God, you created me for good works and you want to use me today. I need to come out of this this funk, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
0: So make it happen. Flip the switch. Um, you know, I want to I end on this as, you know, um, the Word of God tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. A lot of times when you hear that, you think grieving the Holy Spirit is like the sin side of it. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like apathy is that slippery slope of sin because you just are doing nothing. It's the parable of the talents. God's giving you something of wealth, and you need to do something with it. And moving from apathy to empathy where it's like, I care, I'm passionate, I want this. That's wonderful. And for me, grieving the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit is telling you to do something and you're not doing it you have closed your ears off to hearing what the yes. holy spirit is saying your supernatural ears you know so open up the word of god open up your passion your heart and to say god I, i'm letting you in again Look, revive in me fan that flame i'm using all the christian terms hey, out I of know. the bible right now i
1: like it it's the truth
0: because all things are possible in Him, so let's see it happen. Let's believe for bigger. And I'll my favorite quote that I quote often is Mark Batterson, which he says, "You got to dream so big that it's destined to fail without divine intervention. Dream big, see fit that God comes in supernaturally and just just takes care of all that you're dreaming."
1: It's not time to quit.
0: Nope, not at all. It's not time to quit. No, all right, we're not giving up. That's it. All right, hey guys, you're amazing. Tune in next week. It's going to be great. We have so many fun things in store of all. We've got lists and lists of topics that we want to share with you guys in yeah, our hearts. Yeah, and thanks for
1: and, joining us. We we really appreciate it. We're enjoying it, yeah. and uh, we're growing with this.
0: Yeah. If it speaks to your heart, any one of these, share it with somebody. Yeah. Share it. Love on someone. Say, hey, this might help you right now in your problems and what you're going through, or you, could, you can see out to eye on this or whatever it is. Make it happen.
1: All right. God loves you. You're and amazing. Have a great day.
0: See you guys next time. Bye.